good. Welcome to the Post Out Podcast presented by Maliway to with Malik. Thanks for tuning in. So I'm out here on a casual Sunday, just chilling. I know it's been a minute, but uh, I'm always up for uh, dropping some gem. So uh, let's break down what's been happening, um, you know, in the world of sports. And uh, just in general, let's break down what's been happening for the last couple months, man. So here we go. Let's do this. So first of all, I'm happy to hear that um, the vaccine rollout seem to be moving from country to country. Um, you know, arenas are opening up. I mean, you know, personally, I don't know what people's personal views are on the vaccine, but, uh, you know, as long as we can get the economy rolling and people out, you know, doing what we used to do, um, you know, I can't, I can't hate on that. So, um, you know, not too long ago, um, you know, UFC 261, um, Kamaru Usman and Jorge Masvidal 2, you know, that took place, took place, uh, on April 24th and, uh, that was in Jacksonville, Florida. It was crazy, man. It was crazy because, um, you know, there was uh, over 15,000 fans in attendance, you know, including Tom Brady and some of the other dudes, you know, from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, you know, that was the first time that, um, you know, first time since March 2020 that the UFC, you know, was operating at full capacity in the States. Um, you know, UFC president Dana White, you know, they uh, first wanted to do this in Singapore, but obviously, the, you know, politics was involved. So, you know, they switched it back to the U.S., and then Florida, you know, we all know how open Florida is. So, you know, Florida was, uh, you know, they, they managed to make that happen over there. And um, obviously, you know, it seems like, thing, you know, things are moving in the right direction because UFC 262, you know, with Charles uh, Oliveira and Michael Chandler, that was, in, that was at the Toyota Center in Houston. And uh, they had about 16,000 fans over there, too. So, you know, that's probably close to max capacity. Um, and then now they have, you know, UFC uh, 263, with uh, Israel Adesanya and uh, Vittori, um, you know, that's a rematch. You know, Adesanya won the first one by split decision. So that one is scheduled to take place in uh, Glendon, Arizona. So that's going to be uh, on June 12th. Um, and I'm assuming, you know, they're opening it up a little bit more for fans to come in. So, uh, you know, shout out for, uh, you know, for everybody that's involved in making things happen. But it seems like, you know, life is slowly moving back to what it, what it used to. And then over to Formula One Grand Prix um, in Monaco, you know, there was, um, you know, Max Verstappen won it for Red Bull. Um, you know, Lewis Hamilton came in seventh for Mercedes. Um, but yeah, you know, it was a crazy weekend. That was probably what, that was last weekend, May 23rd. Um, you know, that was, um, you know, Max, uh, you know, that was Verstappen's first win in Monaco, basically. Um, there was about 7,500 fans that was allowed. Um, you know, spectators had to take like uh, a COVID test 72 hours before the event. But other than that, man, you know, it's, you know, it looked good. It looked good. Um, you know, I would love to go to Monaco. Yes, it looks dope over there. But, uh, you know, for now, you know, things are slowly opening up. This is super interesting right now, what's happening. And then in hockey, oh man, the Leafs, the Canadians. You know, Toronto versus Montreal, you know, game six. And, um, of course, the Leafs, the Leafs had to uh, lose in overtime in game six. Um, Price, Carey Price, the gold, you know, goalie for uh, for the Canadians, for the Habs. Um, you know, he stepped up in overtime, man. He stepped up. I think the Leafs had, like, 11 to 12 shots on goal. Uh, Carey Price pretty much, you know, sh- shut him out in, uh, in overtime. Um, and I had a feeling, man. I had a feeling because they lost game five in overtime. And, uh, you know, in this game, they, they were a little bit more aggressive. 
I had a feeling that, um, you know, Jack Campbell was, um, you know, he wasn't getting much action because the Leafs were like, you know, you know, shooting all the shots, basically. So I had a feeling that he was going to get caught sleeping, and that's exactly what happened. And, um, yeah, I mean, the Leafs lost. Now, you know, it's a game seven. Um, what is this? This is, um, you know, you know, I was, I was reading an article um, at the score. The Leafs now lost seven straight uh, series clinching games in a row. This is ridiculous, man. Like you have the opportunity to 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 close out a series and you lose. And um, you know Matthews, you know our top line Matthews, Marner, Nylander, these guys they don't typically do do good in game sevens. So um, historically, this is gonna be you know it's gonna be another tight game for the Leafs. Um, I mean you know they better not lose this because they were a favorite, especially in the, in the, in the North Division. <laughs> the Leafs were only playing Canadian teams. Everybody's expecting them to. To move on, they were dominating that division, and you know now we're in a game seven against Montreal. I mean, you know, me personally, man, I'm from Montreal. You know, I root for the Leafs too, cause you know that's where I'm at. But, um, man, if they lose that game, <laughs> that's gonna be that. That's a disaster right there, bro. That's a that's a disaster. Um, so you know, hopefully Matthews and Martin step up, cause they haven't really been um scoring in this in this series. You know, they're you know. We've been getting a lot of scoring from 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 the D line, but uh, you got you got to do what you got to do, man. Marners and 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 and, and Matthews, they, they had a good year, so you got to step up. They got to step up. Man. It was also a great weekend for soccer, man. Chelsea beating Manchester City 1-0 in the Champions League finals in Porto, Portugal. Another spot I gotta probably visit, man, because you know I got some friends who. Uh, you know, they're down with the Europe vibe. So, you know, let's try that Euro vibe pretty soon. But, um, yeah, man, Chelsea, second, you know, Champions League championship. Um, the young kid, Kai, you know, averts, you know, he scored a breakaway goal in the second half. Um, and then, you know, that was pretty much it, right? They won 1-0. Um, but, you know, the underrated story for Chelsea is, uh, you know, mid the, the midfielder, N'Golo Kante. French Malian national. This guy, you know, he, you know, he's at a point now where he won um, two Premier League Cup, you know, one with Leicester City and one with Chelsea. Um, you know, he won a World Cup with France 2018. You know, he won a Euro Cup um, in 2019. And then now he has a Champions League championship, you know, in his in his resume, on his belt. Um, you know, this guy was, you know, he was named, um, you know, man of the match by the UEFA Tech Observers. He's dope, man. He's dope, man. You know, the coach said he, you know, he pretty much does everything. Um, you know, he hasn't scored in the Champions League, but uh, this guy, he does everything, man. Like, in terms of his, you know, his tackles, you know, he's precise, um, you know, his recoveries. Um, you know, you know, just want to give a quick shout out to uh, N'Golo Conte, man, because Chelsea, um, you know, Chelsea won another Champions League finals. And this guy, you know, he, he's underrated, man. You know, people who know soccer obviously know who he is, but he's underrated. And, um, yeah, you know, this is, you know, Chelsea's second championship since 2012. Obviously, you know, when they beat Bayern Munich, you know, with Drogba's uh, tying goal and then Drogba sealing it in, in the penalty shootout. Um, this was dope, man. It was dope to see Chelsea win another one. Um, obviously, Drogba was a legend back then. You know, he, you know, has 36 goals, you know, in, in you know, Chelsea's Champions League history. Um, so I'm not mad at that, man. Man City, feel bad for them. Um, I don't know. I don't know much about Man City, but... I do know uh, Sergio Aguero. That was probably his last game, um, or maybe his last season with them. So that's a disappointment. And um, yeah, you know they never won a Champions League yet. So you know it's that was their opportunity. They were favored. 
Um, you know, I bet on Chelsea, obviously, because that's my squad. So, you know, I got some a little bit of change out of that. But, you know, feel bad for Man City, man. Well, yeah, man. You know, back to what we do in terms of, you know, what we talk about in this podcast. And that's, you know, that's ball, man. That's hoops. Um, you know, I got I got I got to talk about the NBA, obviously. You know, see what's been going on. A lot's been going on. Um, you know, things are exciting. We're in the playoffs. Um, the um, you know the draft draft lottery uh, or prospective lottery position. Um, you know, we're set, and then now we got to have a lottery to see what the actual positions are going to be. Um, and a quick shout out to the BAL, obviously the Basketball Africa League. Um, you know, I just finished watching. I think uh, Zamalek. The, the, the team out of Egypt actually won the uh, the inaugural championship, the first championship. Um, but, you know, some, you know, guys on, you know, that team, you know, there, there's some guys there that were balling, bro. Like, people need, you know, people need to look them up because uh, obviously those guys, you know, some of these guys played internationally. They, some of these guys actually, you know, entered the draft and then went undrafted. But, um, you know, this, my boy Sule Diabate from, uh, from Zabalik um, out of Ivory Coast. This guy was killing it, bro, fourth quarter. Um, you know, he, he was hitting several dagger threes, um, you know, Michael, you know, Fuquade, um, I think he's a, you know, he's a Nigerian American national, um, Walter Hodge, another dude, um, from the States, you know, these guys were killing it for Zamalek. So, you know, shout out to Zamalek, um, you know, first, um, inaugural championship for the BAL. I know my boy Masai Ujiri, you know, manager of the Toronto Raptors or president of the Toronto Raptors, actually. Um, I know he was down there, you know, checking out scouting talent. Um, I think, um, you know, the, even the French president was there, Macron. I don't know what he was doing, but he was out there. Um, it's good, man. It's good, man. J. Cole, you know, J. Cole did his thing. You know, he represented, he, uh, uh, you know, he brought some, 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 some media coverage there. Um, you know, didn't really have, didn't really contribute a lot. I think he left with like five points, couple rebounds, you know, total in the three games that he played. But, um, I mean, yeah, man, you know, I'm happy for him. I'm happy he was living out his dream. Um, you know, shout out to J. Cole, new album coming out. I got to check that out too. And, uh, yeah, he put in work, you know, he, he went back to the States and, um, yeah, you know, good advertisement. But yo, back to the NBA. Crazy. It's crazy what's going on right now. It's ridiculous what's going on right now. Um, the Milwaukee Bucks just finished a sweep. Um, you know, they just got the Miami Heat out of there. And, you know, I typically rate the Miami Heat because Jimmy Butler to me was always underrated. Bam out of bio, you know, deserving of a new contract he signed. Um, Tyler Hero was a young stud, obviously. And, um, yeah, Duncan Robinson, the rest of these boys, you know, they had, they had a good potential. I think they, um, I think they, 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 they missed an opportunity by not trading for, for Kyle Lowry. But, um, I don't think it would have made a difference because Milwaukee, Milwaukee, unfortunately for Milwaukee, they lost Dante uh, DiVincenzo. Um, but Milwaukee was on a mission this year. Um, they weren't trying to, uh, run away from any seeding to, 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 to not play the heat. Um, they, you know, they played all the way through the end of the regular season, knowing that they were going to face the Miami heat, the team that eliminated them last year in the bubble, um, in an embarrassing fashion, obviously. Um, you know, so shout out to, uh, shout out to the Milwaukee Bucks, Giannis, Drew Holiday, Chris Middleton. Um, you know, these guys are balling right now. These guys are balling. Um, Drew Holiday, you know, you, you could tell. His impact is ridiculous. I think he was, uh, you know, his plus minus for game four was, I think it was plus 41. Obviously, his impact, you know, on you know on and off the court impact is ridiculous. You know, it allows Giannis to play off the ball. Um, Giannis can actually initiate the pick and roll, uh, pick and pop. Um, and then, you know, 
Miami had no chance. You know, as soon as Milwaukee added Drew Holiday, I picked Milwaukee to make it to the finals. Um, I'm not sure who's going to make it out of, out of the West. The West is a little is a little tougher, but um, you know, I think Brooklyn is a little bit overrated. You know, obviously they're talented. You know, you got former MVPs, KD. Um, you have James Harden and obviously Kyrie. But to be honest, people like to crown people before they actually deserve it. I've never really crowned KD as the best player in the league because he won comfortably. <laughs> His two championships were very comfortable championships. To me, if you're winning comfortably, if if there's no competition in front of you, then why are we crowning you um, the best? <laughs> Same with Harden. Harden. Harden to me is actually, you know, I, I'm less disappointed in Harden because I think he he did a lot carrying the Houston Rockets. Um, you know, I think it, you know some of the criticism Harden is getting is a little bit unfair. But um, still, we haven't really seen him, you know, perform and, you know, make it to the finals. Um, Kyrie did it. Kyrie did it alongside of, uh, you know, uh, LeBron James, obviously. Uh, but, um, you know, I, I got to see it. I got to see it, man. I got to see it before I pick the Brooklyn Nets. Um, I like the fire that I'm seeing in Milwaukee. So I'm going to stick with my Milwaukee pick to make it to the finals. And it's looking good right now. They just swept the Miami Heat. I mean, if we observe the rest of the bracket, um, you know, the Knicks are playing the Hawks. That's going to be a tight series. Um, you know, that series, you know, I'm looking forward to it. They're actually playing right now as I'm speaking. Um, it's halftime. The Hawks, the Hawks are leading 53 to 49. Um, you know, this is this is a tough series because um, it's evenly matched. Um, you know, both coaches, I respect both coaches, Nate McMillan for, for the Hawks and uh, Tom Thibodeau for the Knicks. Um, you know, these guys are known to, you know, cultivate a good culture. And, uh, you know, there are no BS type of guys, man. And Julius Randle, you know, this he hasn't had a good start to uh, the playoffs. Um, it's funny because the Knicks remind me of, like, the 2012-2013 the Raptors, man, when we first made the playoff with Lowry and DeRozan. Um, you know, they're, they're, they're young. Um, they surprise people. Um, they're, they're well coached. Um, they don't really have a superstar on the squad. Um, and, um, you know, that's exactly what happened, man. They're, they're facing another team with, with, with uh, a lot more talent. And um, and the fans, man, it's the same reaction. Like, you know, the, the way the Raptors fans was hungry, um, you know, we're out here, you know, Masai Jiri was just cussing out, you know, the crowd or cussing out the other team, Brooklyn or whatever. Um, it was crazy, man, because the Knicks right now, uh, we're talking about fan behavior. Oh, man, guys, you know, guys are spitting. I, I don't know if that connected with uh, Trey Young, uh, but Spike Lee's out there, you know, trampling. You know, I'm worried he doesn't get an Achilles injury because, you know, Spike Lee gets... He gets kind of wild up, um, you know, when, when games are on. Um, it's crazy, man. The environment, you know, Madison Square Garden, um, it's 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 ridiculous, man. What I'm seeing, um, you know, I love the energy the Knicks are providing. Everybody everybody raves about the Knicks energy, but nobody really wants to go there. <laughs> I don't know why they keep tweeting. Oh, the energy is crazy. You know, the Knicks need a superstar in their squad. But um, you know, Julius Randle, you know, hasn't had a good series. So it's kind of like what I said with, with the Raptors, right? Like once, we, once uh, in 2012, 2013, uh, during their first playoff run, um, you know, obviously, you know, the, the Lowry, the Rosen, uh, uh, you know, narrative that they're, they're not performing up to what they did in the regular season. That's what I'm seeing right now. Um, I'm seeing a little nerve showing uh, for Julius Randle. He won most improved player of the year, uh, but he's a little nervous right now. Um, R.J. Barrett, second year player out of Mississauga. Shout out to, to R.J. Barrett. Um, he, he's had a good year this year. Like the first year was bad as his rookie year was bad, inefficient this year. He kind of worked on a shot, you know, worked on his defense. Um, he's got more opportunities this year, but in the playoff, it's like, he's reverting back to like inefficient shooting. 
um, he, he's a little, um, you know, gets a little too excited, you know, he, he, he'll, um, you know, he'll go over the screen and then, and then, you know, miss an assignment here and there. Um, sometimes he'll just, um, you know, try to rush a shot at the rim. Um, so it, it seems like he's not really, he's not really settled down yet. Um, and the Knicks is like, or sorry, the Hawks is like a total opposite story. Trey Young, you know, even though Trey Young, that, that's his first playoff run, he seems like he's the most comfortable, most veteran um, uh, type of guy out there right now because he, um, and that's probably because of his game because Trey Young can create his own shot, shoot from pretty much anywhere, you know, 30 to 32 feet. And at the same time, he's one of the best playmakers in the league too. So because he has that control of the floor, it seems like it's easier for him. It's an it's a, it's a easier time even though he was um, dealing with, um, you know, some of the vulgarities from, you know, the Knicks crowd. Um, Trae Young is balling right now, man. I think the first two games he had over 30. Um, not sure what he had game three, but, you know, he I'm sure he, he had an amazing game. Um, and it's going to be an interesting series. I can see that one go to 6-7, but, um, you know, the Knicks are going to have to step up. Julius Randle is going to have to step up specifically because he was their best player throughout the year. And um, in terms of, you know, the other side of the bracket, we have the 76ers and the Wizards. Man, I thought, you know, I was rooting for the Wizards, especially with the play-in tournament. Um, they made it. I thought the Wizards was going to make some noise, but they're getting slapped. Um, <laughs> there's no... Joel Embiid is a beast. Um, nobody can guard Embiid um, in terms of the Wizards. The Wizards are playing... They're centers. They're front court. They're, these are guys that have been cut from other teams. Alex Len. Um, you know, I don't even know some of the names of the other dudes. But... Um, since Thomas Bryant went out, the Wizards, you know, they've been kind of shuffling their center position. And um, it's showing right now because uh, they have no answer for Embiid. They have no answer for Tobias Harris. Um, the, the, the 76ers are just a big lineup. Uh, ben Simmons, you know, he could be in a running for defensive player of the year. He can lock down either Westbrook or Beal. And, um, yeah, at this point, you know, I'm happy for the Wizards. You know, the, the, they deserve to make the playoff. They have two superstars on our team. But clearly, they don't play defense. Um, Scott Brooks to me is not even a good coach. This guy, like, he makes no adjustments at all. And um, yeah, man, um, they're probably gonna get swept. So they lost yesterday. Their Philadelphia is up 3-0. I don't expect the uh, Wizards to win that game four. So uh, you know, happy trails. And then I touched a little bit on the Nets and the Celtics. Obviously, you know, everybody thinks the Celtics are are you know are gonna lose this series, which is very likely. Um, people thought they were gonna get swept though, but you know, Celtics have heart. Um, Jason Tatum came out in game three. Um, he put out, you know, I think it was a 40 or 50 piece, uh, put in a lot of work. Um, again, the Celtics look a little, or sorry, the, the Nets look a little rattled because Kyrie, even before the game started, Kyrie was talking about, um, hoping that the fans in Boston don't make things racial. Um, Kyrie's bringing out a lot of weird comments lately. I mean, you know, I, I support, um, you know, the, the movement for, um, you know, obviously making sure fan behaviors doesn't interfere with um, with uh, the personal lives and, and the privacy of players and obviously their, 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 their rights for dignity. But, you know, before it actually happens to say that to the media, it just it just it makes it seem like you're they're already in your head like Kyrie. And it makes it seem like you're you're in the wrong, obviously, because Kyrie knows how he left Boston. He knows that, you know, I don't know why he told them he was going to resign, you know, if they would have him. Um, you know, players don't usually make comments like that, but he, he made the comment and, you know, and he didn't stay. So obviously he knows that Boston's going to be pissed. Um, but I don't know why he, if it was me, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have made that movement. Just let them, if they're going to, you know, say something racial, um, expose them afterwards, but don't come up before the game and be like, oh, I hope this, 
Like, I, I don't know, man. It just seems like they're in your head. It was, it was a weird comment. So I thought I thought the Nets was going to lose a game in, in Boston, and they did. They lost game three. Um, and everybody thought, um, you know, the Nets were going to sweep them. Again, I'm not ready to crown the Nets. People are here, you know, these guys, they're talented. That doesn't, just because you're talented doesn't mean that you're the, um, your winners and, and, and you know, your your alphas. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, good win for the Celtics. We'll see what happens. Um, and then, you know, just to uh, stay on that point, look at the Clippers. Clippers are a very talented team. You know, the odds makers, you know, they pretty much have them. They have them favorite the whole entire time. And they keep losing. They lost game one. They lost game two. Um, and then uh, game three in Dallas, um, you know, they were down big. Um, I don't know if you guys saw that game, but Luka, um, Tim Hardaway Jr., these guys were hitting ridiculous threes in the beginning of the game. And uh, Dallas was, you know, was bumping. Um, everybody everybody thought it was going to be a sweep. Um, but they showed their heart. They showed their heart. You know, uh, Kawhi, super efficient. I, th- I think he was, what? I think he was 11 for 13, um, but dropped like 30 points. Um, Paul George came to play. And, um, you know, they started, um, they started Bobby Shmurda, <laughs> Reggie Jackson, I mean, my bad, Reggie Jackson. And, um, you know, they, they found a way to, 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 to gut out a win. So shout out to the Clippers. Uh, I don't know if they're going to win the series. Uh, the Mavericks still look better to me, but we'll see, man. The, on paper, the, the, the Clippers should be more talented. Um, but, you know, it would be fun to see a um, Milwaukee and Dallas Mavericks finals. That'd be fun because Giannis and Luka Doncic, um, they could be the next face of the league, and it's and it's crazy because they're both international players. So that that'd be really um, that'd be really cool to see, right? You know, it shows how how the league is growing, and uh, you know, a lot of respect for these guys. Um, and obviously the Lakers and the Suns, Chris Paul, man, I feel bad for Chris Paul. You know, this guy always has some sort of injuries in the playoff. Um, I don't know what he got a stinger for in his shoulder. Um, Lakers are up two one right now. And the Lakers just finally understood that they're just bigger than them. Just if you use your size, you're gonna beat the you're gonna beat the Suns. Um, Anthony Davis, I don't know why he doesn't want to play center. Um, this is not the 1980s. Like you can shoot threes, you can do whatever you want at center. But the Lakers are better when he's a center. Um, but if they want to be cute and you know put Anthony Davis at the four, um, Drummond, AD, and LeBron, all you gotta do is play big and you'll take care of the Suns. The Jazz uh, Grizzlies series. Uh, I respect Donovan Mitchell, man. I expect um, I expect the Jazz to win the series, but John Morant, uh, Dylan Brooks, out of Saga, and Jonas um, uh, Valanciunas, these guys have impressed me. They, they they really did, man. I think I think they're a team that we're gonna fear in the next couple years, uh, but for this year, I think the Jazz the Jazz is gonna probably gonna win in, in six. But yeah, man, you know. I know there's a lot in the playoff. I'm not going to go through every specific details, but the one, you know, the one thing I wanted to leave at, but, or the one thing I wanted to, um, you know, talk about before we leave basically is, um, you know, the Raptors, man, the Raptors, there's, there's an article recently that came out, um, in, in, in the Toronto star, uh, about, uh, I think the article was by Dave Feshuk. So it was about Masai Jiri and, you know, pretty much his, um, you know, his future, what we expect him to do. Is he gonna resign with the Raptors? Um, so basically, you know, I've seen some tweets. Um, you know, Masai Jiri said, you know, there's a few things, there's a few demands that he would like to see from MLSE, Maple Leaf Sports and Entertainment. Um, and it's crazy, man, because you know, once I when I saw that, I'm like, damn, like politics is gonna get involved now because if there's more politics involved, um, it's less likely that he's gonna sign, right? Um, but um, you know, we'll see. The article says that um, you know, there's some. 
there's some pretty shady characters, man. Because, you know, for people who don't know, um, so for people who don't know, Maple Leaf Sports Entertainment is, um, it's, it's owned by a whole, you know, board of people, right? So it's, you know, 37.5% is owned by, you know, Rogers. Uh, the other 37.5% is owned by uh, Bell. And uh, the last 25% is owned by pretty much uh, the chairman of, um, of the board, who's Larry Tannenbaum, basically. So I'm all bad for butchering that. But uh, in terms of um, Larry Tannenbaum, it seems like Masai Jiri has a pretty good relationship with him. Um, Masai Jiri is about winning. You know, he's about going over the luxury tax if if um, they have an opportunity to win a championship. Um, Masai Jiri wants investments in Giants of Africa. Masai Jiri wants the you know the full support of the organization for for a lot of other things, right? And I think he deserves it. I think he deserves it. But the issue is there's people on that board that are kind of sketchy. Um, so, for instance, right now the CEO of uh, of MLSE. Um, Michael Frisdal, um, some dude from Denmark, um, you know, he is known to, you know, to operate or in the past, he was operating some tourism uh, business in South Africa during the apartheid. And uh, obviously, you know, he didn't stop his operations when things like that was going on. And, you know, in that time, Canada was trying to, um, you know, put forth more sanctions uh, to South Africa to try and and discourage them from, uh, you know, continuing with the apartheid. So things like that, you know, you know, politics comes in. You know, I don't like to talk about that kind of stuff because I'm not as um, I'm not as aware. I'm gonna have to do more research on that. But um, you know, I hope things like that doesn't um, doesn't um, stop your jury from from resigning with the Raptors, right? And when I hear stuff like that, it's like I'm scared because what does that mean? Does it mean that the 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 you know the the industry or sorry MLSC doesn't want to win? Are they okay with being mediocre? Or are they okay with just selling tickets and not actually trying to win? Because um, if that's the case, then I would understand why Masai would want to leave, right? Um, and obviously, you know, in terms of uh, Rogers, um, I think Edward Rogers, um, you know, the uh, the president of of of, of um, this side of the business, he is also a guy who's probably known to be, you know, not known, but you know, people have seen him. Um, uh, you know, with Trump, with uh, Donald Trump, um, so things, little things like that, man. You know, rumors are floating around us. You know, obviously because you know uh, Messiah hasn't resigned yet, but hopefully, you know, all that stuff, um, you know, you know, gets resolved pretty quickly. Um, the commitment to winning remains, and if that's the case, um, you know, we got the best basketball president in the NBA, in my opinion, um, and uh, you know, we can make that happen as soon as we resign him. Um, and obviously, we got a draft to prepare for. Um, the Raptors have, um, I hope the Raptors, um, you know, win the draft, obviously, because um, I'm tired of these bum teams who don't even know how to run a team. Um, you know, I'm tired of them getting the number one pick, you know. And then, but the thing is, again, is there politics in this? Does the NBA want the Raptors to get the number one pick? Obviously, the consensus, the consensus number one pick is Cade Cunningham, um, six seven six eight point guard, shooting guard. You know, he would be perfect with the Raptors, you know, alongside, alongside uh, Fred Van Fleet. And um, if we look at the lottery odds, basically, basically the Raptors have about you know a little bit over a 30, 30% chance of landing in uh, landing in a top four pick, um, seven and a half percent chance of getting the number one pick, which is you know which is it's, it's good you know it's it's a good amount of chance, you know a couple of years ago the Pelicans won with uh, similar odds, and um, yeah I mean last year I think you know there's a few teams that went into the top four so if the Raptors are if the Raptors can make that happen. 
Um, that's going to be a great thing for the franchise, man, because Raptors are well run. Nick Nurse is, you know, one of the best coaches in the league. Um, Raptors are going to bounce back, man. I can see them winning, you know, you know, being a contender in the next two to three years if we get another top four pick. Um, and even if we don't, you know, the, the most likely spot that we're going to be in is going to be seventh. Um, there's still some guys out there, man. There's, there's, there's some, you know, some young ballers out there. There's, you know, guys in that range. There's probably guys like Moses Moody. Um, you know, there's a young 18-year-old, 6'6", um, about two, you know, two, two hundred six, two hundred five pounds. Um, you know, he shoots, you know, like 30, 34, 35 percent from the three. Um, good athlete. You know, there's other guys. You know, Davion or Davion Mitchell, um, who just won the national championship NCAA uh, with Baylor. Um, guys like uh, James Booknight. So there's a lot of guys. Jalen Johnson. Um, you know, I'm sure the Raptors scouting. They're they're gonna do their job. Um, but we do have a good chance of landing in the top four. And uh, again, it all starts with, um, you know, having, uh, you know, good managing, man. I hope Masai stays, um, you know, wish him all the best if he doesn't. But um, the Raptors are in a good position right now. And, uh, you know, we got to do something about, you know, getting assets for Kyle Lowry. And, uh, yeah, we'll be in a good spot. We'll be in a good spot. But, yeah, man, this this, this was a long pod. I'm not going to take too much time, man. Um, you know, thanks for tuning in. Um, and, uh, you know, until next time, uh, I'll probably drop another gem. Uh, you know, fairly soon, but, uh, you know, make sure to, you know, you know, keep it, keep it locked and, uh, you know, stay tuned.